You're listening to 92.7 FM, WZBD, Burn, Decatur, Bluffton, Indiana. Well, good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to the High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle. Here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, once again, it's the Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly. Special guest host tonight, as my buddy Dane is uh, unavailable, uh, John Kintz from Kintz Insurance has stepped in. And, John, it's been a couple of years since you was on the radio. And uh, you mentioned to us uh, during one of the shows that uh, you didn't mind sitting in. And uh, Dane had uh, a commitment tonight. And uh, so the big guy's on the air with me. Let's just be honest. I'm the volunteered volunteer is what, what happened there. You can't get fired if you don't get paid, right? Yeah, you know what? All those years I was on the air, I never actually got fired. Rob had to call me in a few times, but uh, it was all good. It's all good. I still got a contract somewhere hidden away. <laughs> Called on the carpet at the old WZBD. Well, tonight we got a lot of talk, lock to talk about uh, during the weigh-in section. Uh, Things we want to run down here, we're going to like to thank all of our sponsors that allow us to uh, come bring you wrestling here on Monday night this week. It's Sunday night. We uh, had a big game on the, on the air that uh, WZBD carried. So one thing we're going to do tonight is run down the uh, Fort Wayne Semi State and how they finished out. i um, also like to uh, give some information about the upcoming state finals this starting this Friday. like to talk about Madman uh, Wrestling Academy with Coach Tim Myers. And uh, also we'll do some talking about the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, first of all, I'd like to talk about Jackson Associates, a uh, new sponsor here for the show. They have a complete selection of financial services, including financial planning and insurance services, depending on Jacks at Jacks Associates at 954 Industrial Drive in Portland. Troy Jackson, Jacks Associates, is pleased to sponsor all of this radio broadcast here from the Double Eagle. I'd like to congratulate the Jay County Patriots and the other area wrestlers and wish them good luck next week at state finals. So, John... Uh, yeah, you as a sponsor of wrestling on a radio, WZBD, uh, what are some of the things that uh, you appreciate of these broadcasts that allow us to talk about these young wrestlers as a sponsor's point of view? Well, I'll tell you, we're, we're really fortunate that uh, WADM, right, to <laughs> yeah. start. And then and went w- to WQTZ. WQTZ and then WZBD. Um, uh, we're really fortunate in this area to have that because – you know, now with the internet and podcasts, there's a lot of high school kids covering wrestling and stuff. But you got to be, you got to be at your computer, have internet access. I can drive across the county, listen on my radio to a, a Tuesday night match, and it's kind of, you know, we when I was doing it, I looked at it as we were doing a public service mm-hmm. and providing that because um, Adams County is wrestling. Yeah. I know uh, Saturday I was at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, and I made that statement about a thousand times, I think, come back from commercial breaks. But uh, the boss was there, Rob Weaver's there, with uh, WPGW, Nat Wood on the air. Um, and he made the comment to me that uh, on Saturday there was two radios broadcasting in the state of Indiana, both of them owned by Rob, both of them at the same place, PGW and WZB, the only two radio stations broadcasting. There's a couple of internets here and there, but for the most part, radio that, you know, used to be six or seven or eight, but now there's two. Mm. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think the number went down? Do you think it's because the high school has, you know, their own podcasts and the kids have their own audiovisual stuff now that uh, they're producing their own shows? And my, my, my opinion is it's a lot of work. It takes effort. 
it takes commitment of your station owner. You know, Dane goes to Rob with some really crazy ideas like this show here, and uh, this has become wildly successful. And uh, I think you have to have somebody that's willing to let you go on a limb and do that. But you have to tell him, you said, we're going to do this. He said, well, it's going to cost you X dollars. You need to go find a sponsorship. And that's what these guys do to go find a sponsorship money to bring wrestling to everybody on the radio. Well, just never sit down, Rex, and fill, figure out how much you're making by the hour. <laughs> don't ever do don't that. Fi- I don't figure that no, out. No, don't do it. I mean, I make, I make uh, a little bit less than I did when I refereed wrestling. But uh, that was a lot of miles on the road. But uh, for the, um, let's talk about some of the uh, semi-state uh, finals that we had at uh, – Fort Wayne at Coliseum, and um, you know we saw some good wrestling in the finals. We saw Aiden Bollinger from Delta, and I think that he is the class of the field at 106 pounds. And uh, you know, all year long they had Lane Horn from Rochester ranked above him. He tore Lane Horn apart. That match was not even close. But the the match everybody's eyes yeah. were on was every time that Giuliano Campo took the mat. That's that's where everybody was watching, and I thought it was I thought it was really neat. Um, whether you agree with girls wrestling in the boys' tournament or not, I thought it was really neat when when she did qualify for state, when she won her second match of the day, qualified for state, she got a standing ovation from, I would say, probably 75% mm-hmm. of the crowd. And I was a bit disappointed because I heard some boos as well. There, I heard a there, few boos. There were. There were. Uh, but the majority of the people there really were, were glad to see the accomplishment she, she had. And uh, But, boy, to, to get there... Well, I guess it was her, 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 yeah, her second match to get there. She had to go to overtime. Yeah, she she wrestled Joey Klein, and Joey Klein, very tall and was very tough to wrestle, and and he gave her everything that he could and was just right there. And I mean, she almost was taken down, almost gave up back points, and um, very close match, and I, she almost didn't make it out. But uh, we congratulate her for that. And you and I talked before the show started about uh, Jayla May of Kokomo at 113. As uh, we know how tough Levi Johns is, and he tore Levi Johns up in the finals. Yeah, Johns was having a great tournament. Levi Johns from, from uh, Bluffton was a winner by fall in the first round. Major decision, 10-0 to 0 after that. Then another 8-0 to 0 decision, um, or 6, six to nothing. He was looking really good, and uh, then he hit the wall. You know, I, at 120, we've seen Neil Mosier from Delta. Um, I think Mosier was the class of our regional by far and was not really even tested but uh, then he runs into Tanner Tishner from Western that's been ranked high all season long and and Tishner c- controlled him pretty easily in that final match at 126 uh, we saw Keegan Schlaback from Lakeland take out Hayden Brady somebody that we've seen wrestle over the years against Ike Rubel from Garrett and then uh, Cowan's uh, Jackson Bradley comes back and defeats Cody Rowles again that was a rematch of the regional finals from the week before for third and fourth place at 132 we saw Ethan Doster and I think Doster has just reached a level above everybody in our area, and uh, I wish him luck next week at the uh, state finals, and I think he'll do very well. At 138 pounds, we had a rematch from the regional between Tony Wood and Logan Allman, and I think Logan has seven losses. There are six losses or seven losses, and I think Tony Wood has beat him five of those losses. Uh, they've wrestled in the uh, first match of the season, the dual meet, then they wrestled in the ACAC duels, they wrestled sectional regional semi-state, and uh, every match gets a little bit closer with Logan, but, but I think Tony Wood is just that uh, level wrestler. He's still undefeated, and uh, I think he's going to have a good showing at state. That's his third state finals, I believe. 145 pounds, Braxton Miller of DeKalb was impressive, uh, was able to defeat Cameron Clark, who we'd seen uh, blow through the uh, sectional and regional untested. But uh, 
I tell you what, Ronimus and Toish, the match with uh, we saw Toish down there, uh, Cameron Clark beat Ka uh, Luke Toish pretty handily in that match. 152 pounds, Mitchell Betts once again uh, wrestles Gavin Davis. And, you know, we know how good Gavin Davis is, and you see that Betts, and I just – he just cannot – seem to find a way to break through the, the defenses of, of Mitchell Betts to take that kid down. Is that the third time they've wrestled this year? They wrestled at Team yes. State? Wrestled at Team State. Um, they wrestled at Mishwaka. There you go. And they wrestled at, uh, on Saturday. But I tell you what, I think Gavin Davis is having a great end of the season. I think he's peaking just at the right time. 160 pounds, Logan Farnell. We, we saw that young man. He uh, defeated Duke last year in a semi-state finals in that. He wrestled a close match with Levi Abbott in the semis, but uh, then uh, comes back and beats Connor Watt from Jimtown handling the finals. Uh, at 170, we saw Duke Myers uh, take on Braxton Russell again, repeat of last week's uh, regional, and I think Duke uh, stepped it up a notch. And I think the takedown with about 10 seconds left in the match kind of put the icing on the cake. But uh, that, that's a tough match between those two guys. And we talked about the draw. We'll talk about that draw a little bit later. But uh, uh, I think Duke has a real good draw to make his way into the, into the semis. I'm excited for his, his uh, run. 182 pounds. We saw D.L. Capone, Vizi, uh, Russell, Caden Lone. Lone's a big, big, strong, tough cookie, and uh, D.L. Capone just picked him apart. It wasn't even close. That was a uh, that was an easy weight class to pick for me. <laughs> it really was. He he's just if when you watched him wrestle, you thought who's going to beat this kid? Yeah, and we yeah. saw a really close match between Hunter Page and Caden Lone, and uh, he was the winner. And uh, Lone was able to beat Page because Page was undefeated. And that was his first loss this season. In that semi-match, 195 pounds. We saw Alex Deming almost get beaten by Trevor Curry. Trevor Curry was was in a scramble and was like a half second away from controlling Deming, and and that would have put him in good position on his go to state match. And Deming comes through and ends up winning uh, the championship over Schubert, uh, Koltukian, and Washburn uh, from Concord and Kokomo in the uh, third and fourth place match. It was a pretty good match, but uh, I think Deming came out and showed that he was the best in that weight class in the finals. Well, his most difficult match of the day was against Curry. And I, I'll tell you, if there were two seconds left on that clock, yeah. I think Curry would have won. But if there was four seconds left on that clock, I think Deming would have won. <laughs> yeah. that, there was such a huge, tenacious scramble there in the last 20 seconds of that match that I really, I, I think he won because the clock ended right then. It was, it was very close, but yeah. I, I think tr TC gave it everything he had and. uh, had a great uh, junior season, but he'll be back again next year. At uh, 220, uh, we saw Jelante Hinton from Northrop uh, defeat Brady Beck in the finals, and we thought Keegan was right there with Brady Beck, and it was just one or two, just one move away from, I think, advancing in the finals. But uh, that Hinton kid is just a physical specimen, uh, athletic as can be, and uh, I think he's, he's got a good chance to make a run into the finals. Keegan Bloom from Adam Central wrestled him earlier in the tournament, and just just never really yeah. never really had an opportunity at all against Hinton. He's, he's the real deal. And then we see uh, Keegan Martin wrestle Jackson New in the finals again, uh, semifinals for the, uh, or the third and fourth place consolation match. Yeah. And that match in the finals at regional last week was very close, but I think Martin had the advantage over him this week. Uh, caught, him in a, caught him in a move and uh, sealed the deal at the end. At 285, we saw what we think is the class of this area in Titus Waters. Uh, wrestled Zach Worm, who was kind of a surprise to make it in the finals, but I think Wor Worm just wrestled his tail off to get there, had a couple of big matches, and uh, Worm makes the finals and sets himself up uh, well enough. I think he can win his Friday, Friday night match in place and get on a medal stand. 
but uh, Titus Waters shoots a double and picks Zach Worm up at 280 and just kind of put him down like a like a small boy. Yeah, he did that his first two matches of the day too. He it looked like a, a college wrestler against a, a middle schooler his first two matches. So with that, uh, we made our way through the. Uh, weigh-in period and with that i'll play a round of commercials here and we'll be back with uh, the second period and one of our calling guests right these messages here on wzbd the staff at haggard hershey and zelt funeral home is honored to serve the community we love and live in locally owned and operated by ryan hershey and eric zelt we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Byrne, and Markle. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's Old High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, at Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and John, uh, you and I have eaten here plenty of times in our lifetime, and tonight the special was the fried bologna sandwich, and uh, Jason has a, takes a log of bologna, seasons it, scores it, smokes it, then gives you a bologna steak sandwich. Oh, and it, quit it, Rex. Oh, I know, you'll have to get it. one to go, oh, won't you? Well, at least one, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tonight, that's uh, in this uh, first period here, we're going to wait in our uh, calling guests, a couple of special calling guests are coming in for the uh, second, third period, but uh, for this First period here, we're going to talk about semi-state results. As uh, in East Chicago, the Crown Point was your winner there. No big surprise. Uh, 255 points to Mishawaka was second, uh, 111 and a half. So they were 150 points ahead of the second-place finisher. And Crown Point advances 11 guys uh, to the state finals. Mishawaka takes five with three champs. Uh, Newcastle semi-state Cathedral is your winner with 117 points to Warren Central's 105. Pretty close race there with Perry Meridian at 82.5. Cathedral advances six with two champions, and Warren Central advances five with two champions, and Perry has four with two champs. Uh, once again, I'd like to plug our sponsors. Uh, nobody handles screen printing and apparel like Team Montraware in Bluffton. Provide a high-quality creative apparel in South Adams football as well as Belmont Wrestling. The Hager Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, like the shirt that I have on, and uh, many other area teams. They set up an online store for you, and the local experts at Team Montreware can take care of the rest. From custom uh, designs to a wide array of apparel and gear, Team Montreware is your home for apparel and your apparel needs. Visit Team Montreware at teammontreware.com today. And uh, I uh, placed another order, picked up some shirts to take down the state finals with me. Uh, picked up a stocking cap with, with the uh, High School Wrestling Weekly on it. Picked me up a couple of ball caps, a hooded sweatshirt, so a lot of fine products that they have there. So... Um, other things that we can uh, look at for 
this um, this period here. Hey, I'd just like to point out for the folks at home that might not know this, Rex, there are 14 weight classes. 14 weight classes, and Crown Point advanced 11. <laughs> that that's that's un, that's just an unbelievable feat right there. Yeah, and it's just like uh, we know how they those teams are, and we know that they're um, really kind of loaded up. They build those teams up from around the state, different kind of states, uh, and they let's let's say they don't. Do they recruit? Ah, they think they recruit. But uh, once you go, once again, if you uh, start your freshman year at a school and you go there all year long in four years, that's legit. Now it's the guys that uh, change schools in the middle of the season, like happened on us a couple of times, that uh, we don't think are legit. Well, it, you know, look look where college is now. It's headed that way, and is high school headed that way? Are we going to be able to? They're going to be able to sell their image, or they're going to be able to print their own T-shirts as a high school wrestler? Let, let's hope it never comes to that. So, John, we looked at uh, some of these state brackets here before we uh, went on the air, and we were kind of looking at some of these uh, ones that we have uh, lined up and some of the area kids that we have. Um, and our buddy Dane, who put this together for us, uh, looked at some of the um, area kids that uh, we were impressed with, uh, Levi Johns, who's uh, come out of the area, along with uh, Jackson Bradley from our um, regional coming out of uh, Cowan. Uh, Cody Rowles from Jay County is in there. Tony Wood, we've talked about him. He and Logan Allman. Uh, both of them uh, really went at it hard the last couple of weeks. Cameron Clark at 45, Gavin Davis and Christian Whitcamp at 152. Um, Levi Abbott, uh, Coach uh, Abbott's son. Uh, Duke Myers, we think Duke's got a real good draw. Keegan has the opportunity to wrestle. Uh, I think he's got a good chance to make it to his first match and got, a, got his real work cut out for him in rounds two. But then, then you got Titus Waters and Zach Worm. Also, those guys... Uh, are making their way down to the state finals. And once again, the state finals, the uh, doors will open at 12.30 on Friday. Uh, walk of Champions at 1.30. Uh, Dane and I plan on going on with the High School Wrestling Weekly, uh, looking over the balcony from the uh, down on the uh, rotunda where the people line up and come into the building as they wait to get in. Uh, we're going to run that show from 11 o'clock to 12.30. That will give us time to break down and then get set up and be ready for the Walk of Champions. And AJ and I will go on at 1.30. So uh, if that's the schedule you're looking for, and uh, also tickets are available. They'll be available online, and I think you'll be able to buy a season pass. So you can go down, you can buy Friday and Saturday, and then you won't have to be scurrying around on Friday night at midnight trying to buy tickets for Saturday morning. Yeah, when, did, when was that announced? When did they announce that? This thing? past week. Okay. They, they announced that on the show on uh, Sunday. Okay, because there were a lot of disgruntled fans on Saturday at yep. Fort Wayne Semi-State just thinking about what they would have to go through to get tickets at State because last year was such a fiasco. Yeah. I mean, if you go down there on Friday night and you hope that your wrestler wins, but you don't know if you're going to buy a ticket for Saturday and you're going to go home, you're one of those people that were scrounging for tickets. If you're a Bruce, if you're a Bruce Teamy who's been going for 45, 50 years, and you know you're going to go down there. This is the opportunity. If you buy your ticket, you buy it once, you buy your seat. Now, that seat is your same seat for Saturday. That, you buy a, um, that way they, they've set it up so that um, they know for COVID rules, they're still following COVID rules. Why, I don't know, but they want to make sure that those people, you buy that seat, you're sitting in that seat, and you're there for the weekend. Now, when, when are those tickets going to go on sale? I think it's in here someplace. Boy, we definitely need to get that out to, uh, to the Adams County fans out there to let them know because last year – after you completed Friday night, you had to wait until the tickets went on online and were available with, through Ticketmaster. And 
every room you walked into, every restaurant you walked in, into, anywhere you were in Indianapolis that night, everyone was on their phone trying to get tickets in their section for the for the next day. And it, it was just ridiculous. So if I look here at uh, Joe's uh, website, and he's got uh, information, I think he's got on there, it talks about state. Well, as I sit here and listen to you interview your special guests, I could probably come up with something there. Yeah, I know that uh, those doors open, but uh, those tickets go in advance. Now, they sent out tickets for uh, 224 wrestlers. Every wrestler has made sure that their tickets have been handed out to them so that those families are guaranteed those tickets. Now, everybody else has to go into scramble mode to try and uh, get to beat the clock and uh, see if they can find their way into the Bankers, not Bankers Live, Gamebridge Fieldhouse uh, for next week. But uh, I think we're ready for, we went through the uh, first period now. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with our first call-in guest, Joe Caprino. And I'm sorry, we're big guest. We're going to take Mike Gable from Evansville Modern Day. We're these messages here on WZBD. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to the Hager Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and I'm trying to get a hold of Coach Gable here, so give me a minute here. So tickets for the state finals next week are only available through Ticketmaster.com. You can't buy them at the door. Um, you have to have those tickets ahead of time or you're not going to get in. So make sure you get those. And I'll see if I can find out the section that the Adams County fans like to sit in. I can never remember what that number is, but we'll try and get that before the end of the show tonight. Well, the guys that sit in that section every year, um, they have it memorized. But like I told you, John, I had not uh, been down to the state finals as, as a regular visitor because I was always working someplace. And by the time the end of the season, oh, here we go, Mike calling in. Hello, Coach, how you doing? Uh, that's fine. Was you ordering pizza or what? <laughs> well, well, we're on air, so I'm going to plug you in and put you out to the fans here. So we'll be on in just a second, so hang in there. Uh, 
Thanks for calling in tonight, Coach Gable. How how was your uh, semi-state down there in Evansville? It was exciting. Uh, some obviously some outstanding wrestlers and individual performances, but uh, Brownsburg and Center Grove both you know, they came out on fire, especially Center Grove, uh, winning every match that they had uh, wrestlers in, Bob in. Uh, through the ticket round, so they set themselves up nicely, and they continued that way all the way through. So, Mike, uh, from the years in in the past where Evansville Modern Day was the powerhouse down there, and you know everybody forgets that Modern Day is a, is a small school, but you guys always wrestle up in the big class just to be competitive. Uh, what's it like to have some of these big power teams come in there, and uh, and and what do you do to compete with some of those teams that are just really big schools that uh, really have unlimited resources? Well, that's a good question, and I don't know quite the answer. But, you know, Center Grove and Brownsburg and uh, butting heads uh, last couple of weeks now, and they've obviously through the team duels and, and everything, they they have been wrestling really well. I think Modern Day has wrestled well. They just uh, a little bit outmanned and certainly had some uh, bad luck in the regionals when they lost two wrestlers to injury who – would have advanced to the semi-state, and I think one of them at 220 had a real good chance of uh, you know, going pretty deep into the tournament. But that's just the way sometimes uh, the breaks go. But got to give credit to Center Grove and Brownsburg for their, uh, you know, the growth of their programs and really the style of wrestling. I mean, they wrestle with a lot of confidence, and they seem to be, uh, when they're on the mat, ready, ready to take on any comers. So, Mike, uh, you have to forgive me. Uh, I was in Super Bowl mode, and uh, I did not turn on and watch the uh, the pairing show that uh, you and our our next guest, Joe Caprino, did. Uh, um, how did you How did you think the show went? And uh, did you think having uh, influence from somebody from the north to help you out? How do you think that went for you this year? Very well. I think that talked to Dean about it in the past, and and that was kind of the hope that he would join in. But it's just you know, with the, the number of wrestlers that are still alive and competing, it's just impossible almost for one person to know and get it. A mind like Joe Caprino, uh, you know, he lives it, breathes it, and he's working working all the uh, information 24-7, and uh, he was a perfect choice to come on. And I think the IHSA is aware of that. I think it made the pairing show uh, much better. And honestly, he Shanahan does a great job for the IHSA producing these these uh, tournament draws and their uh, setup was not really conducive for uh, three individuals. I know they had the girls drawing for the state tournament right before us and they had three uh, you know, hosts or moderators there and did the same thing for wrestling and I, I thought it went really well and I think Joel's addition, he's, he's really sharp. He just knows and I, I think everyone is aware of that. Any of that is by far the best uh, website for high school wrestling and all the other wrestling that goes along with it. You know, Maybe, I, 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 try and, I try not to let uh, Joe's head get too big, but uh, we boost him up on this show quite a bit as he's one of our kind of our, <laughs> our co-sponsors as we talk about him plenty. But uh, he has set up the uh, Indiana Mat. Uh, he's taken over what uh, the Coaches Association used to have, and, and he's turned Indiana Mat into the premier wrestling website in the nation. And, and has people from all over the place calling him and say, how can we make our state's website as good as Indiana Matt's? And some of the things he has databases that pull in and, 
And we were talking before we went on air about the information that's there that the coaches can re- rely on to uh, pull up stats and help with their pairings and stuff. Uh, there's so much there that really makes the coach's job easy this year. It certainly does. And, and I, you got to give credit to Joe Caprino, but we don't want to say that too loud. Uh, so it might come within his earshot, but he's, he does a great job. And honestly, any wrestling enthusiast anywhere in this state, anywhere in this country, can find out just about what's going on in uh, every little corner and in the center part of our of our great state in wrestling. And, you know, wrestling is alive and very well here. And a lot of that, I think, is, is uh, in part a tribute to the fact that people have a place to go to find out information. And he's good. Yeah, I know that, uh, you know, people that have not been there, i just tell you that uh, my co-host tonight, uh, John Kintz, was a wrestler for Belmont. And if John Kintz is sitting around one night and has nothing else to do, he can go on NEMAP.com and he pulls up the Belmont Braves and it says past wrestlers and it goes down. Every person that's ever wrestled for Belmont goes down there and they have a little bio on him. You click on it and John Kintz is there. You can pull up and it tells you what his high school record was and tell you where he placed that in the state finals and, and all, all that information is there. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, until you really get in and start diving down in, you don't realize how much information that Joe has on Indiana Matt that uh, really is, uh, you can get lost in there pretty easily. Yeah, it's at your at anyone's fingertips, and I know John probably has written down how or his record of how he did against modern day back in the. Well, day. I was going to bring that up, up, Coach Gable, to see how you were, uh, if you could remember my name or not. I was like eighty six, eighty seven, but I thought yep. he might remember me from that. But do you remember when I was broadcasting for WZBD, um, my brother and I, and we interviewed you at the state finals? Do you remember that? And you, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint, because when you got done and we went to commercial, you go, how in the H did you guys get on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, well this guy, he knows, he's, he's done a lot of interviews, and obviously we didn't hold, we didn't hold water to most of them. So, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've said so many times, the fact that uh, the Belmont area and, and the, the – all the wrestlers and teams that you support there to have this type of radio programming is great. I, I wish we had it here. We do not. We can barely get newspaper coverage any longer. Our, our papers are slowly but surely, sadly, becoming a, a thing of the past. Now, some of the local communities have good coverage yet, and they do have the print, but the uh, our Evansville paper has been purchased by USA Today, and uh, it's printed in Louisville, Kentucky, and they have to have deadline by 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. And usually any news that are sports events that are handled on a Saturday don't come out in our press until Monday. So you have to go somewhere to find out the information. Well, Mike, um, we, we've talked uh, a lot this season. Uh, after um, we had the Paul Gunsett tribute uh, show, Eddie Pendosky was up here because he wrestled with Paul at Purdue. And and Eddie right. told Dane and I both, he said, you know, I can have 5,000 students at Carmel and I can have all the people I want. He said, but the one thing I can't have is what you guys have here. And he said, that's what every wrestling program needs is the support, the uh, media uh, kind of backing and information like this and just someplace to go. I mean, we have, you know, you're sitting in Evansville right now talking to us and you're going to be with us on our show on Friday as well. But uh, 
coaches from all over the state call in, and, and Dane has a list of people on his phone that they text him and say, hey, hey, when can I be a coach and, uh, on your show? And next <laughs> thing you know, he's got people calling in. But it, it's one of those things that it was in Dane's uh, wildest dream one year, and he went and pitched it to the radio station owner, and he said, all you got to do is sell it. And he came back with uh, plenty of money, and he said, you're good to go, and here we are four years later, and it's, uh, it's become what I like to say wildly successful. Yes, and, you know, if – the good thing is your show, your shows are carried on uh, Indiana Mass, so we can listen to them and usually a delayed basis. But uh, when you have the commercial breaks or advertising breaks, you can, you can easily pick up on how many people support the radio show and how many people support wrestling. And I know that you didn't have a Center Grove or a Brownsburg in the Fort Wayne area, but so many good wrestlers. And it's, it's uh, going to be pretty daggone exciting this Friday when uh, all the teams show up, Rochester winning a second semi-state, but uh, just the uh, the pageantry of it all and the number of individuals that are promoted through your program. And I know Juliana Ocampo is pretty excited about where she stands right now, and she's got a tough match Friday, but wow, she's making her uh, way through Indiana history too. You know, Mike, uh, on Saturday I, I walked over and talked to uh, some of the shepherds that uh, have been at Western forever. Mm. And uh, we were having a conversation that, you know, used to be at the state finals, everybody down there just couldn't wait to get a guy coming out of Fort Wayne because they thought that was an easy match for him first round. But I tell you what, uh, with the things that uh, Coach Andy Oberlin has done with the Fort Wrestling Facility, who is also one of our sponsors here on his show, he's uh, turning things around a little bit. And with Rochester and Western, and, you know, a couple years ago at Jimstown, some champions coming in, uh, the Fort Wayne semi-state is not somebody you want to draw first round and think you got an easy match against. That's definite. And I, I remember back uh, when I was first involved in coaching with Denny Hayes and, and how good Belmont was and the great rivalry modern day Belmont had and how, how I think it made in the Delta area, how it made wrestling so competitive. And I thought it, I thought it brought it up a level, but it certainly, uh, Maybe the teams aren't as loaded as far as top to bottom, but the quality, I think, has gotten better. And you're right about that. No one wants to or certainly overlook anyone from the Fort Wayne area because you made uh, some very strong noise last year, and it looks like there's going to be even louder noise this year. So uh, as we touch on that a little bit, as uh, Brownsville, uh, I'm sorry, Browns, yeah, Brownsburg advances nine with four champions. Center Grove has uh, 12 qualifiers with two champions. Uh, Center Grove uh, began today 25-0, and 0, and uh, Evansville Modern Day is advancing four to the state finals. So that, that's how your semi-state went down in, in Evansville. Yeah, it was, it was an exciting day. Center Grove is on fire, and uh, they won some close matches. Brownsburg has got the net. Coach Snyder does a good job. He, those guys, if they're in a tight match or a close match, and it gets down to the end of the third period, better look out for some fireworks because Brownsburg usually delivers, and uh, they pulled out some big-time matches. And uh, there were some upstarts. Modern day is solid, but we've lost a, uh, a few kids to injury, and it's not one of our banner years as far as overall talent, not like last year with a, a Brody Bowman and a Gabe Sollers, but we certainly still have some uh, very good wrestlers and the program's in good solid shape Greg Schaefer does a tremendous job and obviously he's a great friend Tim Myers and uh, we're excited about Duke Myers making it back but um, the 
the overall semi-save was great. And it was good to see a team like Tell City from our area that's not been known so much lately for wrestling or maybe ever in a team race, but they fell three points behind modern day. So they were fourth place and they're sending some people who uh, were very competitive. So it was, I think an exciting day. Well, they, they showed up, they showed up and uh, showed well in a one a and end up winning a one a. So that proves that as a small school that the, they have the mustard what it meets because, you know, Rochester was so strong all season long, and they took Rochester out in the semis of, of the 1A finals. Right. Um, well, I think you've covered it right there. Uh, they've had uh, – they've got great coaches, and they're very classy individuals, and they demanded their uh, young men work and wrestle hard. But overall, they're, they just handled victory and loss with uh, dignity and – it's fun to watch a team like that progress, a team of class. Well, Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to call in tonight, and Dana and I look forward to seeing you in person as we're going to have our high school wrestling weekly show on. We're going to start probably about 11 o'clock on Friday morning. We're going to have the look over the balcony like we have in the past and watch mm-hmm. the crowd filter in, and we look forward to seeing you in person. And I did make a purchase of some High School Wrestling Weekly T-shirts because I know that you're one of our biggest fans, so you're going to have an opportunity to own one of those here shortly. I'll, I'll, I'll take it, and please don't brag too much to Joe his face okay <laughs> we will so i'll tell you what that's he been uh, a thanks for calling in coach and that's been coach mike gable of the uh Evansville modern day uh wrestling program and we'll be back with uh more guests here with uh joe caprino from com right after these messages from our sponsors Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. The staff at Haggard. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Welcome back to Hager Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted once again by the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, Jason came over and talked to me in the last commercial break and said, just to let everybody know, he will be, will be live streaming uh, both WZBD and the ITSAA video on Friday and Saturday. So if you want to come and 
hang out here at the Double Eagle and have a few beverages and some of his fine food that uh, he makes here at Double Eagle. If you don't make the long trip to uh, Indianapolis, we can do that. And uh, we touched on the Fort Wrestling facility a little bit, but uh, once again at 519 Goshen Road, uh, if your young wrestler wants to build um, build up his wrestling career, uh, it's a great place to practice. And uh, they have lots of sessions coming up, so go to thefortwrestling.com to find out all the information. And Coach uh, Andy Oberlin has been doing a great job to help trying to promote the uh, wrestling in a foreign area. And speaking of Fort Wayne wrestling area, uh, making his way to the big time on the IHSAA network is our next guest, uh, Joe Caprino. And Joe, I know you you were listening on to Coach Gable, and he uh, he applauded you quite quite well. But he said uh, always that uh, don't let your don't let it go to Joe's head. Oh, it it won't. We still have a lot of work to do, and you know a lot of compliments go my way. But there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Dane helps out a ton. Uh, Mike Reiser is is awesome. I mean, he's a an encyclopedia of Indiana wrestling. Caleb Spires does the Fort Wayne rankings. Howard Cotty, Dustin Benz. I mean, the, the, those guys. It's we're a team, and we, uh, we we all work together and feed a lot of information to each other, and it's uh, it, it takes more than one person for sure. So, Joe, on uh, Sunday night when you was able to uh, be on the show and bring your northern experience into the uh, the mix for the uh, pairing show, which I think is well deserved because I don't think the Fort Wayne area and the the guys from the northern part of the state get there they're just. But uh, what did you think of the wrestling uh, for the finals uh, and the consolations on? Saturday from the Coliseum. There are a lot of great matches. Uh, it's we're going to have some guys that do, do really well this weekend. I think a lot of guys are peaking at the right time, and it's going to be fun to see those guys wrestle and hopefully continue our streak of state champions at heavyweight. I think uh, our guy Titus Waters, he's 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 my favorite to win because we got to keep that streak at three years in a row. I tell you what, uh, he's John and I uh, were talking before the show started. He's a man. He's uh, very very athletic for a for a big guy he told uh, aj brad that one day he weighed in at regionally weighed 237 and uh, i tell you what he's a solid 237 i don't think he's got about two percent body fat on him but uh he he picked zach worm up at 280 and just put him down like he was nothing yeah he, he moves really well that's the first time i've really seen him and i thought i knew he was a look you know just a blown up 220 but he looked really good and i mean mainly if he can move at that that weight he's gonna be one to watch saturday now, Joe, uh, we all know that uh, the first thing you do on Friday night is you go through and count how many Fort Wayne uh, semi-state champions get knocked off in the first round by a fourth place from someplace else. But uh, I don't think we had any last year, maybe one. But for the last couple of years, I think the Fort Wayne semi-state champions have done quite well to make it through the Friday night round and make it to the podium on Saturday. Yeah, we should we should do pretty well this year. I think last year we lost one, and that was Tishner. Goss, that was a real crazy match, but uh, Tishner got him back. Uh, Tishner got him back at Al Smith and beat him by major, and I think they might possibly hit in the quarterfinals again uh, Saturday. As you look at some of those uh, winners that uh, came out of uh, Fort Wayne Semi-State Saturday, I think Tishner was one of those kids that uh, I just don't think anybody really even touched him on Saturday. He, he had a real good match with Jackson at the Al Smith, so that's going to be a fun one, I think. He's, he had, they had a good game plan. I think they might just have to, if he gets back to the finals, they'll just have to adjust it a little bit. And, uh, you know, Jackson's real tough. I mean, he, he wins. When you put him in, good, in those situations, he, he finds a way to win. And that, that's, a, that's a quality that you can't coach. And you just it's, it'll be good if he gets to the finals and hopefully he can, uh, you know, get Western another state t- title. So uh, as you've made it to your way to the uh, TV broadcast uh, area, as uh, 
you know where we're going to be on Saturday. Make sure you stop up and see us, and we'll, we'll put you on because uh, where they have us located, it's tough for us to get wrestlers up there to make interviews, and we have a couple of sponsors that get interviews, and uh, we'll be more than welcome to put you on the air. And uh, since you've become in the limelight now, uh, you, you'll get used to it, and you'll just want more and more uh, airtime, so we'll make sure we put you on. But uh, what's, what do you look forward to this, this uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, Joe, as, as, an, as a – as a spectator coming down here to watch the state finals, what are some of the highlights for you in the state finals? Maybe not just this year in particular, but just in state finals in general. It's interacting with the fans, coaches, and everyone that uh, we don't really get to see and talk to very much during the season because we don't, you know, hit up in the same events and stuff. So just being around those people, talking to them, and you know, seeing the fans and the people that you know watch our shows all the time and you know, compliment, you know, th- those types of people that come around, we have such, we have such a passionate fashion, uh, fan base that it, it's, it's amazing. And then on top of that, they're really knowledgeable about not only the current kids and, you know, up and coming youth kids, but they're also knowledgeable about the current college stars and even some of our past, the uh, past grades. So it's, it's really cool that, you know, the, our fan base in Indiana is, is pretty awesome. And people don't understand that we are, we have a real good wrestling knowledge in our in our state, and they, it's the, the IQ wrestling IQ here is is pretty high. Now um, we looked at uh, other states as far as uh, their state finals, and I commend the ITSAA because I think we put on a great state finals. It, it's uh, good for your entertainment value, and not not only uh, great wrestling, but uh, also the uh, the venue. And like you said, we we think there's going to be a different layout this year. People are going to come in and think, hey, this is different, but. Uh, the commissioner said that they're going to try and change and get people closer to the stands, and we're all speculating. But I think that one end of the stadium that is always pulled back with bleachers like a big wall, I think those are going to be down, pulled down closer and, and allow more people to get closer to the action on the floor. And is that kind of your guess as well? Yeah, they, the, um, the, the ticketing you can see on there that shows the, the layout. It's going to be uh, basically three mats wide but a T formation, so it's, and then they're going to bring that extra area out. So there's going to be a lot more people closer to the action. I think it'll be better sight lines also because you're not going to if you, if your kids on the other side of the arena it was hard to watch. So now there's really not too many bad. I mean, it's going to make it even easier to be able to see everybody and see all the action. So okay. I think they're going to do a great job. I know I've been talking to Mark Durham and he's they've been kind of redoing it and you know trying to make sure that the tables aren't in the way, clocks aren't in the way, and make sure they have cameras for the for the streams and things like that. So I mean, guys like him and uh, him and Kyle Keith and Dave Fleming, they're all working really hard to make sure it's it's a great fan experience more than anything. And, you know, we have some great fans, like I said, and I think guys like those, them have been to many, many events, and they kind of know what works and what doesn't work. So those, those guys are kind of working behind the scenes, I know, to, to make it a great fan experience. Well, my co-host here, John, has been pulling up on his phone trying to get the ticketing information. The ticketing information you do have on Indiana Matt when it, it says uh, state finals information. You have all kind of information there, but uh, you told Dane it was a lowercase t. I looked at it. It's a plus sign. That's what it looks like. The state, the mats are going to be in a plus <laughs> sign, basically, in the middle of the floor, aren't they? Yeah, yeah I got plus sign, t, t whatever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. If you, I didn't know if you guys knew plus signs, and so I didn't know how good that <laughs> math was down there. Well, as a Christian, Rex, I would say it's, it's the a sign cross. of the cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got you math majors, call it whatever you want. Well, I had intro to algebra, and they still use plus signs in there, so... <laughs> 
I don't get into quotients and things like that. But I, uh, I do like that layout. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a lot more conducive to get the fans closer. And yeah, four mats away on the other end is way. It's just way too far. This will this will be nice. So Joe, uh, we appreciate you giving a call in tonight, and uh, congratulations on your uh, debut on the Indiana uh, High School on HSAA Network. And uh, uh, you were, I was told you did a great job. So once again. Uh, Hope that that's a long-term gig for you, and uh, maybe some other people get uh, brought in, and they make that show a little bit of a uh, more spectacular than it already is. But uh, we look forward to seeing you on Friday, and uh, we'll probably see if we can get you on the show uh, on Friday, and then actually during the broadcast on Saturday as well. So I appreciate you calling in, and uh, have a great week. Thanks, you too. Thanks for what you do, Joe. You're welcome. That's been Joe Caprino with IndianaMat.com. And uh, if you're looking to keep your car in tip-top shape and don't want to break the bank, call Johnny at 8th Street Oil Indicator and get your car in today. Uh, kind of tough to get eight takedowns in the semi-state finals. So uh, our massive crowd here tonight, uh, nobody gets to take the free oil change home. That's uh, Jeff Bright and his wife, Steph, our only people here. But uh, 8th Street Oil offers uh, tire repair and maintenance to go along with their best-in-the-business the oil change. Uh, stop by 8th Street Oil today, and their number is 301-9388. He'll come pick up your car. Do full service, do tire rotations, batteries, brake service, fluid changes. Uh, if you want to change your headlights, your wiper blades, get a free cup of coffee in a waiting room while you wait. Uh, they take competitor coupons up to $10. So give them a call today at 830 Indicator. It's 260-301-30, I'm sorry, 9388. That's at 316 8th Street Indicator. Other fine sponsors I'd like to thank uh, that support us are uh, Heller Nursery, Paul Baker Drywall, uh, Bowers Paint and Body Shop, Decatur Package Liquor, uh, DDD Triple Maintenance and Repair, along with Brad Weber and Associates. With that, let's play a couple commercials. We'll be back with more High School Wrestling Weekly on WZBD. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday, where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Byrne, and Markle. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval, and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. At 701-4388, when it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker drywall. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Welcome back to Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill once again for the High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. It's sponsored by the Hager Hershey Zelt. And uh, I'm kind of out of sorts here because Dane usually keeps everything in line and I just bring the intros in and he runs it so... 
wearing two hats tonight, John. We're going to make our way through it. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having a pretty easy, easy time tonight. <laughs> I'm just sitting here soaking it up. I do have some ticket information, Rex, if you want me to. You want to spool it out there. All right, let's do that right now. So the only way to get into the state finals this weekend is to buy your tickets through Ticketmaster. Um, have to be online ticket sales. And right now they are pre-sale happening. So if you are a pre-sale person for Ticketmaster, you could probably get in there and get some tickets. But mainly that's for the wrestlers. The I think they gave them a families. code. Yeah. The uh, general public, they go on sale Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. And they've got, they've got options. If you know you're, you're going just for Friday night, you can buy Friday night. You can buy Saturday day, you can buy Saturday finals, or you can buy a all-season ticket. And as Rex mentioned earlier, if you buy the all-season ticket, you will have the same assigned seat for both days, all sessions. So if you're a wrestling fan, buy the, buy the season tickets. your best, best bet to make sure you got one for Saturday. Absolutely. And if you are an Adams County wrestling fan or, and or there nearby, um, I've been told, and I can never remember numbers from one year to the next. I always take a picture of my hotel room number, so I always have that <laughs> with me when it's time to go home. Uh, but the sections, section 105 is right in the middle of the arena, and 105 and 106 is generally where the Adams County people fall. And uh, also like to talk about uh, other things that are happening this week, uh, schedule for the rest of the week. But first I want to talk about Jackson Associates uh, in Portland, Indiana. Uh, they would do work with stocks and bonds transaction, mutual funds, IRAs, and much more. Troy Jacks is ready to serve you at Jackson Associates, located at 954 Industrial Drive in Portland. Jackson Associates congratulates all the Jay County Patriot wrestlers and all the area wrestlers here in Adams County uh, for a great season and wish them good luck at the state finals this weekend. And uh, also the other sponsors, uh, Haggard Sefton, Hershey Zelt, Brad Weber, and Fort Wrestling Facility, along with Team Montreware. And tonight, Beth... Our server, who always does a fine job, when I went over to pick up our shirts at Team Mantra, where they have a big rack on there, says take a couple extra shirts, you know, for your business. So I brought one in tonight. So Beth, our server, she gets a Team Mantra wear shirt since we gave out no 8th Street Oil shirts this week. But uh, as usual, Dane rolls down his schedule, and he's kind enough to put it on here. So I'll tell you, tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 14th, uh, Anybody who out there has those uh, Valentines that uh, they get something for their sweeties and we want to listen to Radio Auction, uh, it be a great night. Uh, Al Converse, along with Steve Rouse and uh, Al's granddaughter, Beyond, and uh, it's, it's a fun night of radio. You can go on and listen and not buy a darn thing and still be well entertained just by uh, the people running that. Uh, Steve running a board for us here tonight. It does a fine job. Uh, Wednesday the 15th at 6.30, it's uh, Chicago at Indiana and the Pacers. Uh, February 16th, it's a 5.30 game. Purdue will be at Maryland. On Friday 17th at 11.30 a.m., it's High School Wrestling Weekly from Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That's uh, myself and my partner, Dane. And then the state finals start at uh, 1 p.m. is probably when our broadcast will start. The uh, Walk of Champions starts at 1.30. Uh, wrestling then, once again, uh, will be the first round's at 1 o'clock, and then the bigger guys come in and start at 5.30 and also from Gamebridge Fieldhouse. And then on Saturday morning, the 18th, at 7.30 in the morning, it's the coach's show with uh, Matt Commerce. And then right after that, it's wrestling finals once again at 9 o'clock from Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We'll be on there all day long. And then uh, 5 p.m. at night, it shows uh, the boys' basketball pairing show, depending on how much uh, wrestling we have on there. But then Sunday, 
It's High School Wrestling Weekly. Once again, Dane and I back on the air for our final show of the season to do a wrap-up. And then on February 19th at noon, it's Ohio State versus Purdue in basketball on the Big Ten. Uh, Monday, February 20th at 6.05, it's the Matt Painter Show. Tuesday, the 21st, it is basketball Dwinger at Belmont. And Wednesday, the 22nd, it's, once again, radio auction. So, uh, John, I always say that uh, uh, WZBD is your leader in sports in Adams County, and somebody else is going to have to prove me different with that statement. Leader in radio auctions as well, <laughs> I would think. Well, PGW has a radio auction as well. They, I forget they call it. There's, but... Uh, trader or something like that but they they do have something but uh, i think steve and al do a great job to run that and uh, i wish them the best of luck on tomorrow night when they do that they're entertaining it, it they are very entertaining yeah. it's, it's not bland it's not boring it's yeah. al does a good job yeah, steve you, does a great job and if uh, i think steve kind of keeps them in line is what uh, steve's job is to add community uh, uh comedic value to that and you know he's they need another person to come in and help uh, now that Judy won't be with them, but uh, I think that his brother, his uh, uncle Frank, and his uncle Eb need to come on the show yeah. and help keep them straight and uh, look at some of the items they have. Well, Judy will certainly be missed. Judy Conversay <laughs> passing away just a, just a few short weeks ago. So um, with that, uh, our show is uh, nearing its end. And Jana, what do you, what do you think of this little program that uh, Dane came up in his head? And how do you think that this is? helped the area wrestling, not just the Belmont fans, but all the area wrestling to kind of bring this community together a little bit tighter. Well, that you continue it into a podcast and you put it out there for this, the whole state. To, when Coach Gable, Coach Mike Gable, is, <laughs> you know, we didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to ask him how many state titles he holds, not just in wrestling but in football combined. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine what that number would be, but I'll – I'll bet you it's over a dozen state championships. You know, we, we've talked to him several times, and he does nothing but talk about respect that he has for the Belmont Braves. And that's back in the day when Modern Day first started getting rolling because Belmont was kind of a powerhouse then. But then there was those years where we just got beat up by him, and we, we didn't like him very much. But uh, now that uh, he's kind of stepped away from the wrestling and uh, Coach Schaefer and Coach Myers were, you know, roommates together and really – we're close teammates together. It's kind of bonded the the small school like Belmont and Modern Day together, and it's hard for those small schools to compete with the big powerhouses like the Crown Points and Brownsburgs and the Center Groves. Well, uh, Modern Day is not rolling over. They'll be they'll <laughs> yeah. be back. They'll be back, and and you know everybody hates a winner. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Everybody hates a winner, but Coach Gable was always a class act. I always had a lot of respect for him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, those guys still wear tights. I don't, I don't know that what. I can't stand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Wrestling in tights is ridiculous. You know, back at the, my claim to fame, John, in 1979 was the first year that you were allowed to wrestle without tights. I was the first Belmont wrestler to wrestle without tights only because I was cutting so much weight that the tights cut the circulation off my legs and I cramped so bad <laughs> that uh, I was the first wrestler to go without tights. But, you know, back in the day, I had socks that came clear up to here and I had knee pads, so I had, like, Two inches of my legs showing, yeah, so, so it's you're, you're saying it was a requirement in yeah, yeah. high school wrestling. You could not wrestle tights. without tights until 1979, 1978. Wow. 78, we had tights. 79 was the first year you wrestled without tights. It was a requirement. I don't know. You guys are a little bit younger than I am, but back in the day, my freshman year, we still had the old ones, or the JV uniforms. You had tights, and you put the tights on, and then you had like a tank top that had buttons in the crotch, like a diaper, and you'd type – button them in a crotch and then you pulled swim trunks oh, up over the top it's like a three-piece uni that we had and 
And that was once they went to the full the singlets. You know, we pitched those old things. So you're telling me Bill Schultz, Big Bill, used to wear those. Yeah, used to wear those. Yeah, I want I want pictures, folks. If anyone out there has any evidence of that, you know, when I was a freshman in '76, that was the uniforms that the JVs wore, and then the high school team, the varsity team, had got new. Uh, singlets with tights, but they had the that's one had the Belmont spelled out across in square letters across the front of the chest. But uh, uh, what would you wear? Just regular. We just had straight out singlets. Just were they, blue. Were they basic, stri- basic blue. They didn't have blue. the stripers. What, when, when, nope. when did you go to the stripers on the side? That was probably in the 90s, I, wasn't I, it? I think I had the same singlet all four years. Yeah. Basic well, blue with just a little brave on the leg. Yeah. I, I really like, uh, I think it was. Uh, Sean Farote that came up with the T-shirt design a few years ago. It's probably been 15 now, mm-hmm. where it had the Belmont shirt with all the different singlets over the years. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> so it really just it kind of shows tradition, you know. And, yeah, and you can look and say, I fell right in that ear uh-huh, right there's there. There's me. You were at the top. I was at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, uh, thank you for tuning in for the uh, the first hour that has uh, been broadcast here on WZB Airwaves. And like, thank Steve Rouse for running aboard for us. And uh, all of our sponsors allow us to bring you wrestling on the radio. And with that, we're going to sign off on a radio portion and go right into the podcast here on WZBD. So, John, this is the podcast section where we kind of just freewheel it as uh, we run out of information on the sheet that Dane left us. You know, so Dane, Dane gives us a script. We could tear that For part. Dane's schedule, that's, we're done with it. But I'll tell you what, when Dane's not here, this is like the Bible to me. I, was like, I get lost pretty easy and jump around. But uh, I tell you what, having a couple of good, great guests like uh, uh, Mike Gable calling in. And, uh, and Mike is a big fan of ours. And uh, he, he's one of those guys that uh, steps up. And if you go where we used to be when we broadcast state finals, down that media row, you know, there was like a mm-hmm. set of bleachers. And you had to sit real funny on that seat. And your knees hit the back of the seat. So that's all gone. If you've been out of Banker's Life or Gamebridge Fieldhouse lately, that's all gone. And they've changed that whole way around. They put, like, holes in this bleacher so you now go down through the – you go out into the alleyways, alleyways back behind so there's holes and you don't go all the way up like you used to. So that place where we used to sit is gone. So they put us up, and now we broadcast from up where the Pacers basketball guys broadcast from. So we're up maybe a th- – maybe a third or almost a halfway up. Really? So how do you like that? It's a great vantage point because it puts you, you're right at blue line, center yeah. ice, and you, you're up high enough, you can see all of them down, and you're almost, oh, you're just short of eye shot of the Jumbotron. So you can very easily look at Jumbotron. You remember if you were down before, you want to see a Jumbotron, you yeah. have to crank your neck up. Jumbotron's up there, you can see it, but uh, it's, a, it's a great vantage point, and the ISWA has made uh, great uh, sacrifices to allow us to sit there so, they kind of changed the way the media area was. And the print media and stuff, they put those guys up in the bar area in that restaurant up high on the one end. That would be a terrible place to broadcast from. But they let us down there. And first of all, they said, well, the HSAA network, you know, we're going to be broadcast. You can't sit here. And they said, Mike Gable's first one said, well, we sit over here. We don't use any of that space over there. We're only doing the finals, so let them take it. So we're there Friday, Saturday all day long, and then we do the finals, and they give us plenty of room to set up over there. So it's, they make do for us, and I really – it's a great place to, to broadcast from. Yeah, and they, they actually picked some very good people to broadcast for the IHSA. Yeah. They yeah. really Blake, did. Blake, Blake Maurer. And, yeah, almost and, um, four-time state champion. You can't, I mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and if, you hear, if you hear some of those guys talk, like um, little kids that have been around Mount Day all the time, that they've known Blake as this coach and everybody. They, you know, he's an idol to some people. Some of the little guys, one guy come up to the coach said, did you know that 
Blake was a four-time state champ. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. He, he did it, I believe. The first time was like around 12 or 19, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And his last one was like at 177 yeah. or 171. I mean, he he covered the gamut of weight classes. You know, we have some of those guys that are doing that, like Sammy Goen. You know, Goen wrestled uh, Ike his freshman year, like 106 or 113, and Goen's ranked number one in state at 160 right now. So, I mean. It's called puberty. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just realize, you know, I'm a stud, and I'm going to wrestle whatever weight I yeah, feel like. Yeah, it. you don't cut down to, to hide from anybody. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, some of the things that uh, you and I kind of look forward to is uh, one thing, you know, I, I think that this year uh, Juliano Campo has a really good chance to be the first female to place in the state of Indiana in the boys' division. And uh, we watched uh, Caleb Miracle a few years ago wrestle against Hayden. Uh, not, it was uh, Lee, Braden Lee, I think. Uh, from Garrett and uh, defeated by th- two or three points, but uh, she was in that match close. And I think with the setup by coming in as a second place or a runner-up out of her semi-state, I think Juliano has a really good chance to advance to the final, the second round of wrestling, and uh, you know make it onto the podium on Saturday. Well, she's 44 and two on the year. One of those losses coming last week, and she's wrestling a 34 and four freshman sophomore, um, the first round. Uh, but we, we mentioned this earlier, Rex, but I think we ought to maybe bring it up again as we're in this second section, is when, when Juliana won her match to qualify for state on Saturday at, uh, at the Fort Wayne Coliseum, there was a standing ovation for her. And we mentioned that we, we did hear some boos in there, yeah. and we thought you know, that was kind of classless. But uh, one of our, our wrestling gurus, wrestling knowledge gurus, Jeff Bright, came up and told us that he doesn't think that the crowd was booing her. There was something going on on the side. The, the kid that had been defeated was showing some poor sportsmanship, and that's where the boos were coming from. I could most Not definitely Juliana. see that. So yeah. I feel a lot better about the, the fans at Fort Wayne Coliseum now. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was inappropriate if you didn't know what. And we didn't know. We didn't yeah. know. And I think uh, one of the things we're going to push uh, Commissioner on we will have uh, Robert Falcons on to our on our coaches show on uh, Saturday morning before the final start, and maybe at that time is when he's going to reveal where the state finals are going to be next year. And uh, we push hard for Fort Wayne and a Coliseum. And uh, as we were sitting there Saturday in the semi-state, thinking, you know, what would the state finals be like here? I think it would be wild. It would be wild. So it you're saying it hasn't been officially decided yet because the word out there is that Evansville was the choice. Commissioner said he will tell us on Saturday. He has, when we talked to him the other day, he said the decision had not been made. When we're at regionally, he said the decision had not so been made. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> to quote a famous uh, TV <laughs> line, uh, movie line, but, uh, yeah, they, it had not been done. Now, there's talk about some of the other commissioners have some ties to Evansville, but uh, Evansville was pushing hard. Fort Wayne was pushing hard. Um, if you look at it, Evansville is the tippy tip of the state of Indiana. It's not centrally located to anybody unless you live in Kentucky. But um, now if Fort Wayne is not the farthest north, it's not like you're having it in Crown Point in the region. Fort Wayne is, is not centrally located, but it's not far away. Now, why are there other options? You know, was Worth and Reason. And it's right off the interstate. Yeah. It's right off of 69, easy to get to. Worth and Reason, in, uh, yeah. Worth and Arena in Ball State, that's an um, option. Butler Fieldhouse. That's another one. I mean, state finals have been there before. Yeah. Um, and I know we only have wrestling fans listening to this this segment, but 
that's getting moved because of the NBA All-Star yeah. game, correct? Yeah. You know, and there, there was talk. So we'll move to Lucas Oil. Well, the All-Star game is using Lucas Oil as well. And they're using all the hotel rooms. Yeah. And they're using all the parking lots and the restaurants. and. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's too big. High school wrestling is not going to out-trump the uh, – the money of the NBA. Yeah. So uh, those things, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. And I think Dane tried to clarify himself. He never said that he would hoped it was in Evansville. He hoped it was someplace on the road so that it felt like he went away to the state finals and was able to experience the, the state finals atmosphere. And like I said, Friday night, you go out and you, you meet up with all your friends and you have a few beverages and some supper and you talk wrestling until the wee hours of the morning. And the next day you get up early in the morning, you go and do the whole same, same thing again. And some people stay over Saturday night and just really make a whole weekend of it. And if you do that in Fort Wayne, it just doesn't feel like you went away to the state finals. You know, we need a little active live Snapchat, a little chat here that we can <laughs> review and we can ask the, the listeners out there, hey, why don't you message us and give us an idea how to convince our wives that it's an experience <laughs> to go to the state finals. Well, it's not just... It's not just a day; it's an experience. Well, it, it that blew up on us one night when we were taking uh, money for uh, Paul Gunsett, and we're on the air, and I'm I'm interviewing people on my phone, and my phone starts ringing because people are trying to call in because <laughs> they had my number and they're trying to donate money to the. Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, we can't <laughs> we yeah. can't mix the phone lines. But um, there's some things that Dane and I have in the works, but uh, we think that uh, next year we're going to step it up a little bit. And we may end up putting this out on Facebook Live through the WZBD Facebook page so that uh, we'll have a little camera turn around out there. And like tonight when we have this massive crowd out here, that some of these people there, see how loud they are? Easy. There's a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every week, Steph goes, where are we going? Oh, we have to go to the show again tonight. But <laughs> Jeff says, yeah. It's usually the judge. Usually the judge is there. The judge is a ultimate fan. And uh, uh, we always, always appreciate the, the fans that we do have. But... Most of our fan club is not here tonight because Dane's not here, and half our fan club is related to Dane. They're either his aunts or his wife or his in-laws or his mom and dad or there's neighbors or somebody. But uh, So when you don't have Dane here, you, you lose three-fourths of your crowd. But, uh, hey, you and I's fan club is here, and they're, they're right there. That's all we get. So are we going we gonna to review these local kids? Because yep. I, I, I've been studying this all day, and I think I, I, think I can pick each well, match. Will I, you, I think I'm ready. Will you rip it? You rip it. Yeah. I'll just sit here and nod my head. Well, I think we can just, re, we can just review who, who we have from the local area, even though we're, we're worldwide right now. <laughs> um, but at 113 pounds, we have Bluffton's Levi Johns. Johns is 39-3 and three on the year and a sophomore. Um, I, I, like, I mean, I like his chances in his first-round match. And I think he can. I think he can compete and, and make it through the morning as well. Um, he he had a great tournament last week. He he looked really good at semi state. Um, ran into a buzzsaw in the finals, but I, I'm impressed with him, and I think he's going to do well. Okay. Then we got at 126 pounds. You got Cody Rouse. He's going to have a tough row. Uh, coming in as a fourth place finisher, that's never never good. Never good. You're, match, you're matched up with a uh, semi-state champion that first round. And I almost feel like, you know, when you're on the radio, you got to kind of uh, dumb it down a little bit for the <laughs> non-wrestling fans. But now we're on podcast, right? So now I could say wizard and people know what that means. Our, our show has no uneducated wrestling fans. They all know everything. Now, last Sunday at church, I was sitting there and uh, – Used to be Joy Callow when she was in school, come walked up to me. She said, Rex, I have a question. She said, what's a chicken wing? <laughs> now, 
Most people know what chicken wings are, but she's a she's an avid listener. Doesn't know anything about wrestling, but just enjoys. And now, now most people, if I say hits a duck to a single to a high crotch and changes off and finishes Barzagar, they know exactly what happened, don't you, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, but uh, I think the wizard was the biggest question that I got the years I was broadcasting. Is John? Can I'm embarrassed to ask, but what's a wizard? Yeah. They'll go. What's the wizard? It's not a wizard. <laughs> it's not the wizard. He's not a pointy hat with a with a wand. <laughs> Yeah, right. At 138 pounds, man, I think Tony Woods got a good shot come Saturday. and He's just been so tough all year. Uh, he, he, dominate, he pretty much dominated the tournament last week. Uh, he's 41-0 coming in as a junior. Um, he had a great battle. Logan Allman, what a, what a tournament Logan Allman from Adam Central had on Saturday. Uh, coming in his senior year, I believe this is his third trip to state. Correct. And I don't believe anybody expected him to make the trip any of those three years. No, I mean, he started off the season slow and had a couple of losses and was trying to get to that level, and I think he's he's reached that level. And he wrestled that Lapsley kid from Snyder, and they, that Lapsley kid is just athletic as can be, and he was right there. And, and a couple of times I thought Lapsley had him taken down, and Allman finishes and puts him on his back and scores points out of it. He's what we refer to as a gamer. Yeah. He's a gamer, man. Don't, don't count him out. He, he's, having a, he's having a great run. Um, then at 145 pounds, got Cameron Clark from Jay County. He was the runner-up last week. Yeah, he's been wrestling really well, and then uh, he just ran into a buzzsaw in the finals. What was the – do you have the score of that? Uh, Sorry, I had it right in front of me. It was a 7-1 to one, uh, Miller from Miller from DeKalb. And, and he ate conference champ, and yeah. uh, I, I'm very impressed with that Logan Miller from DeKalb. He's tough. Uh, Braxton, that's Braxton, Braxton 145, and Braxton's been around a while. He's a, been around for a while. He's a senior this year, and he's got two losses on the year. But uh, boy, he looked good on Saturday. That's for sure. Tanner Bowman, his coach, uh, new coach at uh, DeKalb. He's a big fan of our show. He, one night just showed up because he he liked the chicken wings and came back down the next week. So, <laughs> well, this hey, the Double Eagle is the best place to get chicken wings. He drives down from Auburn just for chicken wings on a Sunday night and brought his wife and a couple of friends and. They had a blast. Yeah, that's great. That's great. 152 pounds. What a weight class that is, huh? Wow, stacked. You know, as good as Gavin Davis is, Mitchell Betts is just that much better. Betts from Western is a junior. He's 30. He was 37 and one coming in. Now he's 38, 9, 40. Now he's 41 and one. And his one loss was a pin in the finals of Waka by the young man who missed weight in sectional, who's out of the tournament now. Yeah, that's a story right there. Yeah. His one loss is to someone who didn't make weight at sectional. Yep. Crazy things happen, folks. Crazy things. Are there wrestling gods? Yeah. I don't know. You know, you got Bryce Lowry in that weight class, along with Hunter May and Betts. Uh, Reinhardt's out. But uh, they got uh, um, Gavin Davis is in there. They have him listed eighth. But I tell you what, Davis has been wrestling at a very high level and. uh I think he's going to out-wrestle his rank. Well, he definitely can't look past his first match. He's, he's wrestling Tice DuPont, who's a senior, 38-4. But if he wins that match, he's probably going to wrestle Bryce Lowry. Ron yeah. Colley, 40-0. Yeah, and they got Tice DuPont listed. as He's ranked 10 in the state, uh, right ahead of Grayson Gard, who is 11th, who uh, Gavin Davis took out on Saturday. People, people, you know, true wrestling fans realize how hard it is to make it to state. How hard. I don't care if you were second last year, you were third, or it is hard. Or a state champion, it is hard to make that trip. 
and you got to have the luck of the draw. You, you can't draw into the number one kid when you're ranked number two. You know, and I'm, I'm the perfect example that you can make a state one year and not make it the next. It's not automatic. And I had a conversation with, with uh, Joe Rubel after the first year when Ike took second as a freshman, and, and all of his friends said, oh, you'll go back, you'll win it next year. And he looked at his dad and he goes, they don't understand how hard it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just don't say, well, I'm going to show up next year and they're going to hand me a gold medal. It's hard. You know, look at John Sheets. John Sheets was a state champion his freshman year, and he run a, he was third place three years in a row after that. It's not automatic. They don't just hand out medals to the guys that show up. I could name one after another after another after another Belmont wrestlers and Adam Central and just wrestlers that they should have been in the state finals, and you, you would guarantee they would be in the state finals in their four years. Yeah. And they never made it to the state finals. It's to make it through the morning round of state that's that's where it is. Everyone's a SOB. You know, I think Christian Whitcamp wrestled uh, very well uh, to get to where he is. He, he wrestled, set himself up with a good semi-state term of wrestling very well at the regional. But uh, by finishing fourth, he ran into number one ranked kid in Cole Solome uh, for Saturday. And that, that's going to be a tough one. But at 60, I think I, Levi Abbott uh, has been wrestling really well for uh, Cowan Blackhawks at 160. 170 pounds. Were, well, we're looking to him. We're looking to him to have a great tournament. Duke Myers of Belmont. He's 41 and three. He uh, he had a great semi-state. He looked good. He won. Now you have to judge a kid by can he win the close matches? Can you win a close match? You know, a good kid can beat anybody, you know, by six or seven points. But can you win that tight match? And he had a quarterfinal match um, where he ended up being a five to three decision winner. That match was a lot tighter than five to three. Yeah, it was a lot tighter than that. And then in the finals, he was a five to two winner over Russell of Delta. No, AJ and I have to apologize to Duke. We were watching Gavin, Gavin Davis's match, and it was a really close match, good match. And we looked down, and Duke is already wrestling against Tanner Reed, and he has taken him down twice, and he's up four to one. We're thinking, oh my gosh, we missed that half of the match. You know, we saw Tanner Reed and Duke go at it for two minutes in the first period. Or last time I wrestled. Nobody got a smell of a takedown. He gets he gets two takedowns. Were we, were you watching that match? Yeah, Duke was on fire, and it was tough because they were on the match at the <laughs> on the mat at the same time. But at least they were side by side. Yeah. But if uh, you know things go so quickly when you're going first mat available, and and uh, yeah, he Duke looked he looked like he was going to win this tournament in that match. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the kid from McConaughey is funky. He's hard to wrestle. He's like his brother. Um, Farnell, he he wrestles his brother every day long. He beat Duke. His brother beat Duke last year. His brother probably coached him all week long on how to beat Duke or how to not let Duke beat you. And I think Duke got a good draw. I think yeah. he got a good draw. He's got the number one rated wrestler on his side, but he got away from number two and number three. So um, I, I see him in the top four. He's gonna he's gonna be in the top four. Yeah, they were buying that quarter bracket around him. It has you know five losses apiece. So I mean. He does have a good way, but uh, you never know. Something could happen to Laney Ruhlman on the bottom half of that bracket, and he gets upset. There's no, they're, they're not going to pencil him into this final number over here. Delaney Ruhlman's got to wrestle his matches. How many of the pick the champion brackets get busted on Friday night where yeah. it doesn't happen often, but it happens every year a fourth-place semi-state finisher knocks off a, a semi-state champ? Every year it happens. There have been years where alternates – came in on Friday night and knocked off a champion. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's one of those things, uh, you, you got to wrestle them, and it, it depends on who shows up, 
who's who's feeling good, who's made weight, who's not hurt. I mean, we've we've seen guys come in get hurt and injury default to fourth place in a semi-state. We saw Joey Walker from Mishawaka do it one year and comes and runs into the modern-day kid who was ranked real high, and, and Joe Walker's a state champion, but he injury defaulted two matches because he basically had a broken ankle. And he, he, he wrestles uh, the wrestler from Monte Day, ran the first round, and, and it was just a sad thing, but uh, that's just the way it gets drawn. Yeah, you never know what happens in that last period of last match on semi-state Saturday that keeps you from being a state yeah. champ. We saw a nice picture of Gavin Davis tonight. <laughs> uh, he's got a nice it, – it, uh, it was a picture right after his last match on Saturday, and he was a one-eyed Popeye is what he was. One eye was all swelled up and shut. And I certainly hope that that didn't get uh, aggravated this week at practice because, you know, when you're not feeling well or you've got that sore spot on your head or on your knee or on your shoulder, it changes the way you wrestle. And, and that's a, we don't need that going into the state finals. You know, as we get older, John, I have a grandson, and, and that's what he likes to do. If he wants something, he closes one eye real hard on points. <laughs> so we call that Popeye point. He gets the Popeye point going there. He's focusing. Yeah, right? he's like, I want yeah. that right there. Mm-hmm. At uh, 220, um, the, the guy that we're looking at is Keegan, Keegan Martin. And I think Keegan Martin has a winnable match on Friday night, and he's got a tough draw that next round. But uh, like I said, he has wrestled this uh, young man a couple of times. Uh, they're kind of going back and forth this first match. But uh, I think Keegan's wrestling very well, and I, I wouldn't write Keegan off to make it to the first round, and he's got a tough round second round. You know, it's that it's that uh, forty and four sophomore. He's got the first first round. Those are the guys you got to look out for. Yep. You, you definitely can't be looking down the road. One match at a time, Keegan. Um, turn on your offense and get her done, bud. Get her done. We talked about Titus Waters. Uh, he he walked through the state uh, semi state uh, this past weekend. But I tell you what, I watched Zach Worm wrestle three matches on Saturday to get to the finals, and I thought this kid is wrestling so well. You know, look at his freshman year. He comes in, had never wrestled, didn't know anything, but he was a big, strong, physical, athletic kid. Uh, he makes his way to the finals and uh, wrestles Titus Waters, and Waters ends up pinning him. But uh, Worm got a couple of pins uh, himself to help kind of boost this point score for uh, Adam Central on Saturday to help the, the two wrestlers from AC go through. The guy that came through the other side of that bracket at 220 um, hit and he was, uh, he was a pretty dominant wrestler throughout the day. He was a Fort Wayne Northrop wrestler. He came in 38-1, and one and uh, he, had one, he had a close match in the finals over Beck, and yep. he won 3-2, to two, I believe, in the finals. And that was a one-point match for Keegan against Beck, too. But that Hinton, he's the real deal, folks. He's he, a, he, is a, he is a big man. Physically big strong. Man. Strong, heavy hands. When he grabbed a hold of a wrist, you could see it, the the other guy cringe. <laughs> now that's that's pure that's you know. pure grip strength. And you know you've seen those guys, those football players, explosive quickness. Yeah. Just I mean, he'll shoot a blast double and just like knock a guy out of the, out of the ring and not even get to take down because he's he's hit the double so hard. But uh, uh, that two twenty weight class is is interesting because next year that two twenty weight class goes away. It goes down to two fifteen next year, mm-hmm. and some of those guys that are. You know, 208, 210, you know, they can make 215 easy. But, you know, Keegan Martin says he's up to 240 in the summertime. Is he going to go from 240 down to 215, or is he going to say heavyweight? So so they're dropping that to 215, and they're dropping heavyweight from 285 to 275? Two fi- 285, it stays. It, it stays. Stayed. Okay. It stays the same. Because I saw no purpose in lowering the weight on your no. heavyweight. 
and it's I, already put you're already putting a limit on heavyweight, which never been a fan of that. Tyrone Wilson sent me these weights, so I took a picture of it and I kept it on here. So they're all the same until they get at 138, and then they go to 44, 50, 57, 65, 75, 90. 215 and 285. You know who's behind that? Uniform salesman. Yeah. (laughs) The guys that put the numbers on the weight class on the singlets. I don't know. That's who's behind it. The new uniforms have these days are that real thin stretch material. They make them thin enough they can weigh in and don't add any weight. And they pop them things out. And those guys will have six different singlets. And I'm I'm still trying to get used to AC's new uniforms. They're all white with a little red trim on them. And we keep missing those guys when they come out to the mat. Or they come out in their black one. That's that's a problem. That's a problem when schools have four different singlets (laughs) and you're out there on a four-mat tournament. You can't pick out the you can't pick out the schools, and when you're trying to call the match on the radio, that's that's troublesome. It really is. No, New Haven comes out in black and gold uniforms, no purple at all, black and gold. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's Rochester. No, wait, no, that's Peru. No, wait, that's New Haven. It makes it very <laughs> difficult, very difficult. Or you have two Belmont kids side by side on the mats, and one's wearing white and one's wearing blue. Yeah. <laughs> now, John, as a broadcaster, you know this happens uh, one year. Uh, we're down there, and uh, South Adams has a kid. He comes down, and he was a fourth placer out of semi-state. He comes out. We go to a commercial break because we didn't know if anybody was still up. And we look. He's on the mat, and he's got a different singlet on. They got new uniforms. He goes out, and he gets pinned in like 30 seconds. We during come back from commercial. Com- during commercial break. So we come back from commercial break, and I say, so-and-so hits the mat, shakes his hand. Oh, the other man shoots a double leg, picks him up, hits a half, puts him back. Oh, and he's pinned. Hey, now don't give away our secrets. <laughs> it was, a, it was a post-match broadcast, but it happens. And, and it's all because these coaches keep buying these new uniforms, and they don't tell us, this is our uniform today, Rex and AJ. You need to know what we're wearing yeah, so we can follow. They tell a kid, if you win this round, we'll let you wear the other color. Oh, come on, man. And there, there's some kids come out and say, this is my favorite uniform. I'm wearing this one. And yeah. it's like, I've seen that kid wear it all year, year long. He's going to wear that one. Mm-hmm. You know, Belmont had some, like, light gray ones they had, like, like last past couple of years. And it's like, wait a minute, I, I didn't recognize that as a Belmont uniform. You know, I wish we would have had choice. We could have done sparkles, sequins. You know, we were lucky to get one uniform. And if you lost your uniform, you had to go buy your own because, you know, coach didn't have enough money to go buy another uniform. They didn't even trust us to take them home and wash they them. They washed them right <laughs> That's there. That's right. 285 pounds. Hey, we saw a dominant heavyweight this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walters from, Monroe, from Muncie Central. He's he's uh, 8, 9. He's 50 and 0 right now. 51 and 0 from Muncie Central. He's a senior, and he is the real deal. Um, he had a he had a 5 to 3 decision in the semifinals. But he pinned his way through the tournament except for that 5-3 to three decision, and that was over Jellison of Elkhart. Who is a big man as well. Yeah, monster, monster. Well, i tell you what, John, he doesn't get any love from the ratings gods. They have Titus Water ranked at 7th in the state. And the guys that rank him in the state, Mike Reiser has not been to Muncie to see him, but you know he's got a guy from Frank, Frankton in front of him, a guy from Evansville Memorial in front of him. A uh, guy from Plymouth in front of him, Indianapolis Cathedral in front of him, and a Crown Point guy named Len Leighton Jones from Brownsburg, the senior, who's 29-5, and five, it says here, but it only shows one loss on his record, so I don't think that 29-5 and five is correct. But I tell you what, um, I would be inter- very interested to see whoever uh, Titus Water goes up against in that. Not, I'd be really surprised if Titus Waters doesn't walk his way to the finals. Well, let's see who – who out of those boys he'll, he'll run into first. 
at 285 pounds. Um, Who's on his half the bracket there? He's on the bottom side. See, um, Leighton Jones from Brownsburg is in the top half. So he's got a guy from Beach Grove who's not ranked. Evansville Memorial is on his side. Yeah. Uh, that guy, no, he's ranked number five. So right there, uh, Kelton Farmer. Uh, so if you're going by the rankings, he got a fantastic draw. Yep. Because he'll walk out and then he won't see, let's see, he'll see number 12 or not ranked or 16 or 10 on the other quarter bracket above him. So if, if he can make his way through Farmer, who's like 36-1 and one right now, I mean, that's a walk to the finals for Waters. Now, Zach Worm of Adam Central, not such an easy route because he's got those other boys on his side. He's got Poppy from Plymouth. He's got Jones from Brownsburg, who, who he'll only have to wrestle one of them because yeah. they wrestle each other in the first round. Um, you know, he's got a, number nine ranked uh, Andrew Just from Franklin his first round, and that's a senior 26-3, and three, and I think that's a match that Zach Worm can – win and make it on the podium on Saturday. I, I certainly hope so. Crown points clear at the top, so he wouldn't meet him till the quarters. Um, but yeah, as they, not such a great draw for, for him. But but as I say, John, you got to wrestle them all. So it doesn't right, matter. Any given day. You know, it, it, you can see guys come in ranked that get beat. Um, you know, Lane Horn was ranked number one at six all year long, and I saw Aiden Bollinger just dominate him. I think I think Lane uh, Aiden Bollinger is the real deal, and he's He's the class of the field at 106, and I, I think anybody else in the state is going to have to step up to match with match him. So, John, uh, thanks for sitting in tonight as uh, we wind our way down. We're close to our half-hour podcast, and uh, thanks for studying up and doing your homework here because uh, not everybody do that. Some people just walk in and want to sit and chat, but uh, you did the work. You put in the work, and it's good deal. Good you deal. Know, I, I told you you had it easy, but you don't have it easy. It, this is not an easy job. <laughs> it's not an easy job, and you have to be quick, and you have to be on your toes, and you have to know what you're talking about, but you just gave away one of our biggest trade secrets. <laughs> Sometimes that match isn't even going on, and we're still calling it, but now with the, the uh, Facebook Lives and the track wrestling, the, people the, watching the it, web streaming out there, they're, they're might be watching that while they're listening to you. So Now, I do know that there are fans of ours that tune in and watch some webcast programs. I'm not going to tell you what webcast programs, but they volume it down and they listen to us broadcast because they'd rather hear our broadcast and watch the matches than to stray away from radio because radio – is kind of a dying thing, but radio is not dead. I mean, Dane's got some ideas that he's pitched to the boss about different things we're going to do, and you're, in the next season, you're going to see this radio program turn into a lot more. You're going to see the website for WZBD become very interactive, a lot more advertising on it. Hopefully, we go get some. We're going to put some live uh, video on. We still have to run it past the boss yet. We haven't told him that yet, but we'll just bring it on. But like anything else, if Dane pitches it to him and we back it up with funding, he'll say okay. Hey, we're blessed. We're blessed to have that young guy coming into the wrestling broadcasting arena, into the media arena, and want to make Adams County wrestling even greater each and every day. And we have that with Dane yeah. Belling. We really are. And and I don't care if you're, you know, he 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 lives and breathes Belmont wrestling, but he also loves Adams Central wrestling, South Adams. Yeah. He loves wrestling. He yeah. loves it. And that's when he when he came to me with this idea and. And Johnny Heller asked me a long time ago, he said, you need a wrestling coach's show. And I was like, it's so much work. I just, I already do a football coach's show, and it's just too much. And Dane came in, and he said, look, I'll do everything. All you have to just do is show up and be there. It's like, all right, well, 
you've seen the script. You've seen what he does. He puts a lot of work into it. And he told me, he said, I don't want this to be a coach's show. Everybody's got a coach's show. It's not a coach's show. We're going to call it High School Wrestling Weekly, and we're going to talk about wrestling. And we're going to talk about wrestling at this corner of the state and this corner of the state. And that's why we have a fan base that's all over the place, because we're not just talking about Belmont wrestling from 1976. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about Adams Central. We're talking about South Adams. We had a full season of Adams Central broadcast that we brought to us with a, a whole set of advertisers that just wanted to see Adam Central wrestling. We put a full schedule out. We had about a half a schedule of South Adams, and it, it's good for the sport. And then we also, you know, with our station owner own and uh, down in Portland, and we picked up the Jay County guys, and they're having such a good run. I mean, we've got sponsors for Jay County that uh, want to follow us the whole season just to take wrestling onto the state finals. And and Rob's doing a great job down there broadcasting the Jay County wrestling man. Yeah. They had a phenomenal year. You know, they Nat Wood stepping year. in there with him, and Nat Nat's uh, nephew Tony Wood. You know, Nat's on there, and we've had Nat on our program. Nat come down and did the, the girls' state finals with us, and Nat's a great broadcaster, and uh, we appreciate him. He's been on our show a couple of times and uh, talked about Jay County Wrestling, and, and he's an integral part of that Jay County Wrestling Club to help build that up. And now he'll come to, to uh, uh, Eric Myers and say, Hey, Eric, I just signed us up to do a, a middle school tournament. He said, What'd you do? Well, we'll do it. We'll run it. And they do it, and they do a good job. They ran the team state. I thought they did a phenomenal job running the team state. Yeah. I thought they did a great job running their sectional or regional. And those tournaments are hard. And they did the girls, they get, did a girls' regional one night, and they did the, state, the team state the next day. And they had two big tournaments right back to back. Team state's a lot of kids. That's yeah. bringing in a lot of teams, a lot of kids. Uh, they did do a great job. Yeah. They really did. You know, from the from the food it takes to to bring it there and the concessions and everything, I thought they did a great job. And you know, they they can people talk about how oh, they don't want to go to Jay County for the sectional regional. I don't mind going there because they run a great tournament. Yeah, and I think it's a great facility. Yeah. There's always enough room. No, it it's a great place for us to go for sectional. And regional. Well, once again, thanks for sitting in, and uh, that's going to wrap it up here for the podcast this weekend. Hey, double pay from last time I got paid. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you, Robbie. It, it'll almost it'll almost. Well, he still used a check from like nineteen yeah, well, uh, to two thousand six, I think. I don't know. Two thousand five was my some first sort year. Of waiver I'm supposed to sign to get it. Well, I'm, just this, not, I'm not. I'm not interested. This is my nineteenth season of broadcasting on the radio. Nineteen years ago. Wow, it's been a long time. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am. Are you saying I haven't been on as a broadcaster since night for nineteen years? Bingo, big boy. Really? Wow. Well. How old were your kids when you quit broadcasting, and how I, old are they now? No, I thought that they, was that I, was the deal, right? I didn't think it was that long. We're going to have to do some math here, Rex, because I did 15 years with Bob Adams. I did two years with for, Dave Nason for, for wrestling. I did football. I started first, uh, and I did football uh, to start the season. Oh, now and he's then I, backtracking, folks. No, well, yeah. football comes before yeah, wrestling. I got you. Yeah, you were doing that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you now. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I would, if I were to guess, I would think. My daughter is about, I would think it's probably been 13 or 14 years maybe since, since well, I did wrestling. You go home and check her driver's license because it's been longer than that. Really? <laughs> well, well tell, a, those, tell those old ladies to quit telling me to come back then. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So once again, we'd like to thank John for sitting in as uh, John and uh, his brother Dan carry on the tradition that his dad uh, started as a, as a sponsor for High school wrestling in 1980 when AJ picked this thing up and uh, they're, they're still with us today and uh, I'd like to thank the Brights for coming out as they made up our audience tonight and uh, if if we had an oil chance to give away one of them would have got it. I think you still got one in the bank, don't you? Don't you get one in the bank from earlier this season? But uh, 
We'll make sure Dane has those certificates and he'll get those out for Johnny's at I'll buy him some cheese fries. <laughs> the cheese curds are always one yeah. here for the Double Eagles. So once again, thanks for tuning in to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next Sunday night after the state finals here on WZBD.